I want to welcome you back to our Wednesday night Bible study, and here's a few announcements that we talk about every week, and you can see them on the slides here, but uh, it's all at basschapel.church. Uh, we have our Sunday morning Sunday school at 9.30, and then we have our worship service at 10.20, uh, which we air at 6 p.m. It's all on there. Um, and uh, also we have this Wednesday night Bible study that's at 7 o'clock. But everything is archived, and you can go back if you miss something. Uh, there's a lot of different formats. You can listen to it on podcast or you can YouTube or Facebook uh, Live. That all is there at BassChapel.Church. If you know somebody or need help with food and clothing, we have our mission that's open on Wednesdays uh, from uh, 9 to noon. Or you can contact the church, and we'll see how we can help you with that. And if you want to give or uh, contact the church, we have a secure P.O. box. And then also we have online giving, or you can give physically to church. But everything there is at BassChapel.Church, and, and so we want to let you know about this. We're continuing this series. Um, it's going to be, uh, what, why it, what if I don't desire to pray? And we're going to be talking this week about the local church and some things that are coming up. Uh, next, uh, next Thursday, uh, we will be uh, starting a ladies' Bible study at 6 o'clock in our gym. Uh, in that area, you'll come through that entrance. But while that Bible study is going on, we will also have a time of corporate prayer. And again, we understand we're in coronavirus. We understand we need to be safe, but we have enough space that we feel that we can be safe with that. And so if you're interested in those things, you'll see the slides there and the times and everything again is at pastchapel.church. So we've been talking about prayer, and we've been talking about building it into our DNA of our church and, and our personal lives. And so now we're trying to put those things into action. What is that prayer meeting going to look like? I don't know for sure, but it will. It is going to be concentrated on learning those aspects of prayer and praying. And now more than ever, we need to be people of prayer, and we need to be praying for a lot of things that are going on. So those things are coming up next week at 6 o'clock on Thursday nights. Again, it all, all the information will be on there, but let's open in prayer. Lord, I thank you for this time to be here. I thank you for a wonderful church that blesses us to be able to do this. I pray you speak to us. I pray that you help us to make decisions to get out of our comfort zone and, and be more comfortable with prayer and the things of God. I pray that you speak and I ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Um, four steps of praying with your local church is what we're going to look at tonight in this section. And we pray better when we pray aloud, and we often pray aloud when we pray with others. Now, you might not agree with that, but that's a statement Charles Spurgeon was trying to get across, one of the Christian theologians. We pray better when we pray aloud, and we often pray aloud when we pray with others. I think one of the reasons we pray better, a lot of people get um, scared about that, but I think praying aloud helps you really form your words and thinking on what you're doing and focusing. Um, sometimes when we don't pray aloud, mind shifts in the thoughts instead of verbally talking to God. So even when you're by yourself, talking to God out loud is a good thing. And I find myself when I go on hikes on the farm and stuff, you know, God and I have conversations out loud, and I tell him how I feel, and I search for him and all these things. And so it really does help you focus. So corporate prayer... Uh, is the very tool that gives gives us to help that God gives us to help us to get to know Him better. Corporate means together, and so He He does say, "My house will be the house of prayer." And so that means that there is a time where we pray together and we pray aloud, and 
you know, you see in James 5.16, the, uh, the effective prayer of a righteous man accomplishes much. It says, confess your sins one to another. That doesn't mean you can forgive me of the things I need forgiveness from God. But if I've wronged someone, it means that brothers and sisters are coming together and they're just getting their stuff out there and they're praying to God in honesty. That is corporate. Okay, so how do we start praying more consistently with God's people? I mentioned that um, next week we'll be looking at doing some corporate prayer. And so we're looking at those things tonight. And so the first thing they say, you're looking at four things tonight, don't pencil in your church, uh, don't pencil in your church's Sunday service or prayer meeting, put it in pen. What happens when we put something in pencil? Well, I can erase it. But when we put something in pen, those of you that remember liquid paper, you still know that the liquid paper covered up what you put in pen. And so what we're looking at is you need to submit your local church's corporate gatherings. Uh, he, uh, the New Testament tells us, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together, even, so, even more as we find the day approaching. Yes, we're in Corona. Yes, you need to be safe. But somewhere, somehow, there's going to be a point that you need to step out when you feel safer, you may have gotten the vaccination, you may have had corona, your church may have it set up where it's safe for you to be there, that you need to take the step back to be in corporate meeting together. I'm, I'm not, everything's on the table on how we're going to do things. I know we're going to have a corporate prayer time. We do meet together for a service. And again, I've said it consistently, and I'll continue to say it, if your health or you don't feel comfortable doing that, I don't want you to do that. But Somewhere, somehow, there's going to be a point where you can do that. You may be choosing not to do that. Because even before corona, a lot of people were saying, oh, well, it's just God and I. I don't need to be with people. You're half right. You're not even half right on that. You're wrong. What do you do with Acts? That the church is not a building. It is God's people that he brought together to meet, to worship corporately. What do you do with further in the New Testament? Do not forsake the assembling yourselves together even more as you see the day approaching. Well, we can see the day approaching even more because now we have wars, rumors of wars, we have famines, we have plagues, and all these things, God's saying, I'm coming back. And so his church needs to meet together more. Not for meeting's sake, but because we need each other. So what you're doing is an excuse and you're in sin when you don't meet with God's people. Again, if you're just hearing, Pastor, you're trying to put me in danger, no. If you health-wise can't, that you can still go online and meet. Everything's on the table. I might figure out. I just learned about Zoom. I know Zoom existed. I just My Internet is horrible at home, so i got to do Zoom somewhere else. But I'm open to do a Zoom prayer meeting, too. That's still meeting and interacting with one another. The devil wants to isolate you and make you think that your Christian life is okay on its own. Then what do you do with Mark 12, 30 and 31, where it says, in the, 31 says, and the second commandment is just as important as this, love your neighbor as yourself. And that means together, corporate. So you need to write this in pen. You need to submit that, you know what, when this happens, I get this vaccination, or if I feel I can be this distance, I'm going to meet, or I'm going to meet online, or I'm going to let them know I'm there. You need to shape your week around these gatherings. I miss our Wednesday nights. It was such sweet fellowship. We're not there ready to have that together because we still want people to be safe. But we've been slowly as a church going back into gathering, but we gather where there's distance, where there's small groups, and where everybody feels safe. 
Okay, um, if you have a designated prayer time for your church, make a, make a commitment to attend. If I had enough people that said I would do a Zoom prayer meeting, I'm going to make that happen or have somebody make that happen. But we're going to be starting on Thursday. That might be changing to when we meet back on Wednesdays. I don't know, but that's where we're at right now. But you need to submit that regularly attending a church corporate meeting, whatever that looks like. Don't pencil in corporate worship, put it in pen. So that's the first thing. Second, tune in, don't zone out. Okay, well, I'm there. I got a good nap with the pastor. Okay, we talked about uh, when we first started this study that in Mark, Jesus was talking about how he kept, he was in the garden and it was right before he was going to be arrested and go to Calvary and he told them not to fall asleep but pray and they kept falling asleep. And there's so many times you can be somewhere and you can zone out. So what he's saying here is don't miss your church's prayer meetings. You may not miss them, but don't zone out while you're there. Because part of you like, I don't, like a, a calf looking at a new gate. I don't know what to do here. Well, guess what? We're all learning. And so you listen, and you're ready, and you be a part of it. Assume your fellow church members are saying something you need to hear and praying things you need to pray. And so when they're praying, listen. You're praying with them, not just eavesdropping. So like, oh, I can't believe I'm hearing this. This is why you go back to James, confessing one another and praying for one another. And when you join a local church, you're submitting your spiritual well-being to the church. Yes, you're responsible for yourself, but it takes a village in the sense that we need each other. You know, when I'm dealing with something, I have men that I call to make sure that I am spiritually on the right track. And that's what the church, we need each other, the local church. In the local church, we learn how to follow Christ in every avenue of life. And in regards to prayer, the church not only teaches prayer, but it models it. This is why we need to listen when people are praying. And this is why we need to get comfortable. And, and I admit it, in the local church we've left it, well, we're going to do a prayer list, and then one person's going to pray, and we've scared people out of it. Yet, we'll sit there and talk to one another and be okay with that, but when it comes to prayer, we've been scared out of it because I've got to be flowery, I've got to say it just right, because we're worried about people listening to us instead of us just talking to God. Build a bridge. Get over it. Your church's public prayer list should also be your private prayer list. You know, I've, I've got another book on how to pray for your church, and we might go through that and talk on those things. But here's five things. Uh, and, and so let's look at your public list uh, and your private list. We pray for the same five things in every meeting. This is the example that he uses in this book. So here's some things that they pray for. And I'm, I've looked at a list that we're probably going to go off, and I'm willing for God to change that list. But we're not just going to fly blind. We're going to have an outline. If it works, fine. If we want to adjust it, fine. Okay? But he uses an example in the book of five things that his church prays for. So here's some examples. That God will continue to uphold faithful preaching of his word in our congregation. Well, that's kind of a duh thing. Why are we praying for that? Because, one, every week I am searching to know God's word and what it says clearly and then to relate it to you. But in a lot of places, you have churches that God's Word is not being preached, God's Word is not being referenced, and God's Word is not being valued. 
And it's not because your pastor is any better than anybody else, but I'm going to tell you clearly, if anything that is being spoken is not based on God's Word, it's a bunch of hot air. As far as it comes to the church. And in the church. And so God, would, that you need to pray that we'll be faithful in our preaching to the Word. In other words, if I'm going to preach to you, we're talking about ideas about prayer, and I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures here in a minute, but everything needs to point to God's Word. We need to pray. Help the pastor to know the Word and to hold to the Word. Second, that God would raise up pastors and missionaries from our church. This is something we don't pray, but what happens when I'm gone? What happens in the next generation? I'm thankful and have hope as I look at my son, you know, however God uses him, that the the next generation there there are solid believers that are holding to God's word and will faithfully uh, give God's word correctly. But we need to pray, God, help us see and raise and identify up new pastors and new leaders for the next generation. We need to pray that God would provide for our financial... And material needs. Again, this is the church list, but it's also your personal list. God, help me hold to your word. God, help me see how where you want me to be a missionary. And, and God cares about our needs. He, he knows our wants, but Philippians tells us that, 419. And my God will supply our, our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And so we need to pray God provide for our financial needs and our material needs. And that God, next, that God make us gracious, hospitable, and wise in how we engage our lost neighbors. What a prayer for an individual. What a prayer for a church. You know, people are going to think what they're going to think, but people know when a church is loving. And so that's a prayer. That God, help us be gracious. Help us be hospitable. Help us be wise in discernment. I see that in our mission that we got a lot of people at different levels, and we need to be loving and hospital and gracious, but we also need to be discerning if we're helping somebody or if we're enabling somebody. And so, also, God, help us to see our lost neighbors and how to respond to that. We need to pray that God would give us boldness and, and fruit in our evangelism. A lot of times in church prayer lists, we don't have that section of prayer. God, make me bold. Make our church bold to get the gospel out there clearly and that's what we're here for we pray for these things we need to pray for these things each week and we want to remind uh it reminds us of our priorities we also pray for these things every he said every week as an example to all members of uh of our church we want them to pray for these things in their private prayers as well praying help me to hold to the word praying lord make me a missionary praying for our financial needs and material needs, you know, praying that we see the lost and that we're gracious, praying that when we do see them that we're bold and we clearly explain the gospel. And so the first two that we looked at, that we need to make these gatherings, we need to write them in pen, not pencil. We need to tune in and not zone out and focus. And then thirdly, we need to become a historian. We really need historians now, the way history is being changed and rewritten and all this kind of stuff. That's not political, that's just the truth, okay? But the, we need to become a historian. One way we can grow in our desire to pray is keep track of the ways God has answered prayer requests. This is a prayer journal. I know my handwriting's terrible. I used to handwrite everything, 
and my arthritis would hurt, and now I'm doing it electronically. But I finally found an electronic journal on my iPad that I can use my eye, my, my eye pencil, because everything's eye for me, okay, whatever. And it has sections where I can write my prayer request in, already made up, and I can use it with my, my pencil. So now I can journal again. I'm really excited about that. But the reason we write our prayer request down is when God shows up and and we know that he showed up, he answered prayer. And I loved it in my physical prayer book when he would do that. And I could mark through and date when that happened. Because this is what he did with the children of Israel. He would have them set up stones where God had shown up. Why? Because when their grandkids came and they saw this pile of stones and they said, Granddad, what is this about? That was a spiritual marker for them to see. This is where God answered prayer. And he can answer it again. Prayer journal. No excuses. There is no excuse, paper or electronic. This needs to be part of your spiritual habit. There are too many avenues for that. God often answers prayer, yet we fail to notice. And we get anxious. And when our faith is starving, a record of answered prayer is like a trail of breadcrumbs leading us back to God's faithfulness. I love that example. I'm out here. Satan's got me isolated. And you go back in your prayer book. Oh, you showed up here. There are times in my life, man, that was God. And he showed up big. And then I get all scared because I'm in this push situation and realizing, hey, he's going to do it again. One of the great benefits of corporate prayer means is that we get to witness God visibly answering public prayers of his people. That's a lot of P's there. Okay, but here, let's think about it. This is why we need to testify what God is doing in our life, because it encourages others. And that's the one thing we've zapped in churches is sharing our testimony. And your testimony is three things. What your life was before Christ, how you came to Christ, and the one we ignore all the time is what is Christ doing in my life right now. That's what the corporate prayer means how encouraging it is. It may not be every week you share that, but Jimmy says, hey, Christ showed up here. We're listening. We're learning. We're getting encouraged to share, and we're being encouraged that God showed up. I'm not mad about these things. I'm passionate that Satan is trying to keep us from this. He does not want us to pray. He does not want us to meet together because we're dangerous for the kingdom when we do. Paul tells us to the Corinthian church in 2 Corinthians 1.11, you also must help us by prayer, so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. You argue with that. He is talking to the congregation to pray together because they will be blessed through the prayers of many. Public prayers result in public praise with God answers and God and and God's overriding concern through all of history, is that his glory be made known public, to take him public. Habakkuk 2.14 says this, For the earth will be filled with the knowledge and the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. It, as, as uh, uh, Rick Warren said in his book, The Purpose Driven Life, it's not about you, it's not about me, it's about God being glorified. Christian, we are to be an arrow pointing towards God. Our lives, our prayers, our testimony. And that's what it is when we corporately pray. When we corporately praise, God loves uh, to defend his reputation. He does it through his people. Keep track of how God answers your prayers and the prayers of the church. It is so exciting. I can go back 
in my prayer journal and see, hey, when he answered that or when he showed up. Fourthly, take the show on the road. So we talked about, you know, so far that it needs to be in pen about I'm going to church and this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to tune in. I'm not going to zone out. I'm going to be a historian and write down and remember. And lastly, take the show on the road. Don't wait for someone else to organize a meeting or invite you to pray. Simply begin where you are. And if you care about the burdens of your fellow church members, then gather with a few brothers and sisters who love the Lord, and you'll have all the ingredients necessary to start praying with others. Okay, next week it's going to happen. And I am totally open. I'm not starting there, but if I need to do also a Zoom prayer meeting, I'm open to that. If you say I'm not ready physically or I can't, Pastor, can you Zoom or can we FaceTime or can you call me or wherever you're at on that, do it. Whether you launch an official prayer meeting like we talked about or start a meeting in a small group after lunch, you need to just start putting the show on the road. It may feel funny or awkward. It may be one person at church or that you called and you can't go to church. Can we start praying together for a little bit? Just do it. Just do it. We have messed people up saying, i got to do it this way or however. Just do it. Go back and listen to these things. Get the book. You know, just take these baby steps. Lastly, praying when I didn't desire to pray helps us realize deep down inside we really did desire to pray because the, because we desire the peace and fellowship with God and His people that come in corporate prayer. Well, wow, this this couldn't have timed out better. Because I really didn't plan it like this, but we're starting a corporate prayer meeting next week. And again, if you can't make it on Thursday, we're willing to do other things, okay? But you need to put it in pen. You need you need to, if you come or however we do it, to listen, to learn, to be a part of it. You need to write down those things you're praying for and write down when God answers it. And then be doers of the Word, not hearers only. You need to get the show on the road. What's that going to look like for you? You need. This is your homework. I'm going to come to this. I'm going to ask the pastor to do it this way. Or I'm just going to get with somebody and start doing it. It's time. Lord, help us to be doers of the Word, not hearers only. Help us not to feel bur- uh, down about this, but burdened that this is something that's been missing in our lives, that Satan's tried to keep us from his people and from you through prayer. And help us to forget the past and begin these new habits in the power of Christ. Bless everyone in your name, Jesus. Amen.